Jesus. Happy birthday, Fenton. It's awesome. Yay, God. Well, yeah, such a good word. Uh, we were, uh, uh, David was leading a trip to Italy, as many of you know. You guys sewed into that here at Mountain Chapel, I know. And then, um, and then I, I was leading a team in uh, southern Germany, so technically Bavaria, a town called Füssen was the place that we spent most of our time. And man, amazing. Amazing what God did. Amazing in many ways. It's probably some of the most beautiful country I've ever seen. There were, anyway, Austria was right there. The Austrian Alps, right there. Like you could just look and say, there's Austria. And so we were singing the hills are alive. No, we we weren't. We weren't singing that. Um, <laughs> we didn't sing that, but um, but uh, we're going to have a chance today. We we thought David and I were connecting. It was something that David has done um, before a missions emphasis after a mission trip, and we thought this year it would be fun to work together and uh, share a little bit about our um, our trips, and then have we have some of our team here to come up. And today is a day where, just like the word Fenton released, it's so it's such a great word. Like, the two stayed back, but they all got filled, and they all prophesied, and that is the kingdom, right? Your, your win is my win. Your promotion is my promotion. Your blessing. I'm blessed when you're blessed. Because, you know, when, you're, when your foot is blessed, you know, you get new shoes or something, and they're really comfortable, you know? You don't just say, man, my feet are so blessed. You say, I'm blessed, right? And even though just my feet are wearing them, I'm blessed. The whole body benefits. And and so we're going to share some of that, and we're excited to share that with you today. Is this microphone too loud? Are you guys good back there? You don't feel like I'm yelling at you? It is too loud. Um, can we just tone it? I'm holding it like a ways away, too. Great. Thanks so much. Is that better? That's perfect. Um, and so we're going to have David... Start. What an amazing uh, time of worship this morning, huh? Come on. Let's give it up for David. Testing. There we go. Whoa. All right. It is so good to be back. I don't know if you could hear from my voice, at least when I'm speaking. Maybe you couldn't hear when I was singing, but I got sick on the second day that we were there, and I'm still getting over it. Just, it, You know, it, in some ways... It was horrible. And in some ways, it was awesome because I just got ticked. And I was like, man, the devil has played his cards and we're going to go after healing. And so we, we really pushed that. We went after healing in, in so many services and we saw some amazing miracles. And I hope you get to hear some of them today from some of my team that were able to make it up. But I just want to share a little bit about what we did on our trip. So um, let's see. Let's see if this works. Beautiful. Italy. Here we go. So here's Italy um, on here. I got a little pointer thing. You see that? So one, it's a little shaky, but we flew in to the Fiumicino airport, which is when you fly into Rome, you fly into a city called Fiumicino, which is on the coast of Italy. And so we flew in there and then we actually stayed in Rome. But then over the next few days, we went back and forth between Rome and Fiumicino because we, we partnered with two churches, one in Rome and one in Fiumicino. And um, just we had uh, multiple services, um, some for the church. We had a special outreach youth event that was partnered with an organization called Jesus Revolution, which is all over um, Europe. And um, just had a powerful time there. And so you can see we really traveled on this trip. Um, from, from there, we went to Rome. And then we... I'm too shaky. Anyway, you see the numbers. We went up... We went up to uh, Viregio, which is on the coast of Tuscany, and we had a couple services there and spent some time out in the streets praying and, and ministering. Went into Lucca, which is where my grandfather was born, and I'll show a few little pictures here in a moment of that. Then up to Modena, which is where Ferrari comes from. You guys, who loves muscle cars? Italian muscle cars come from Modena. And um, not, not only that, but the best balsamic vinegar in the world comes from there. And um, uh, Parmigiano cheese, Parmigiano Reggiano. Mm, and you better believe we brought it home. So 
Um, so that's in Modena. And then we went over to Osti. We had two services in Osti. And we did a day trip to Turin, or what they call Torino. And we had a service there and spent time worshiping on the streets there. And uh, had a service in a church there as well. And then finished off um, flying out of Milan. So um, it was a busy trip. We were moving, moving, constantly moving. But the people were blessed. We were blessed. This is a few pictures of my team. This is a stairwell of a hotel that we were staying in in Rome. Some of their smiling faces. So the one with the goofy face, he had that face a lot, actually. He, he was drunk in the spirit almost nonstop and uh, brought a lot of joy to our team. <laughs> some more. Obviously, we have, there, there's some love going on in our team. Okay, so when we first landed in Rome, these, the rest of these pictures go in chronological order. First day we landed in Rome, you know, I said, you know, when we land in Rome at 7 a.m., it's 10 p.m. here. So uh, we have to keep moving. You can't go to sleep. You can't do what's natural and just go to sleep. You've got to keep moving. So we set walking about the city to keep them up. So we went to this. This is uh, the famous Trevi Fountain in Rome. We walked over there first, and then I sent them out to treasure hunt and bless the people around that area. And it was packed. There were people all over the place there. Trevi Fountain. Um, this is just a beautiful, like the interior courtyard of a building with beautiful frescoes all over it. And we went in there and we sang everywhere. So we just began to worship in that building here at Echo. This is called the Pantheon which is amazing to go inside. The Pantheon is an ancient Roman building, so it's almost 2,000 years old. And the only reason why it's in such great condition is because it was um, very early on turned into a church. So it was a Roman god temple and just turned into a church. And so it has had continuous usage for thousands of years now. And here's the look on the inside. It Amazing fact that that is all open, actually. So the rain actually comes in, which is crazy. But um, this is the still 2000 years later, the largest unreinforced concrete dome in the world. Amazing. And of course, we worshiped in there, too. <laughs> um, this is um, this is not that old. This is a, a monument um, that was made to. The king um, who unified Italy in the late 1800s. And we climbed to the top of that. Lots of steps. Um, beautiful view of Rome from up there. So the next day we got up and we um, there's the Colosseum just in the background. Me and my buddy Scott. And we went over. So before we left, Chris Valentin um, gave this um, prophetic word to all the people who were leading mission trips. And he said, I just really feel like there's something really powerful. There's something significant about, about going this year, about going to the places where Paul walked. So when I got there, I kind of went to the pastors. OK, what what places are there around here that are significant to Paul? And this is one of the places. This is a church that was built upon the prison where Paul spent his last days. So um, let's see if this comes through. This is a video that actually Sandra, who's here, took walking down into the cell where both Peter and they believe Paul or, or Paul and Peter were both held um, before they were executed. So, I mean, there, there were there was some holy moments in that place. Yeah. And so um, and then right above it, before that big church was built, there there was um, there were frescoes put on the wall. It's kind of the holding chamber before they lowered them down into this pit, which is where that is. And we began to worship. And we had a tour guide that brought us in and we just began to worship. So I have a little clip of us. Can we turn up the sound?
us the sound didn't come through. Oh, bummer. It looks like maybe the uh, sound didn't transfer when I transferred the files, unfortunately. But it was powerful. We worshipped for probably 15 to 20 minutes. And, uh, and what was beautiful is, this was just a short clip, but what was really beautiful is to get into this area, a tour guide actually brings you in. And as we began to worship, she was just in awe and popped out her phone and she filmed the entire thing. And at the end, she was really curious and like, what, what are you guys here for? What's going on? And, and we just began to speak into her life and said, can we pray for you? And she's like, yes, 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 pray for me. And so here's um, a picture of our team surrounding our tour guide, praying that the presence of God would just rest on her and every word that she spoke, that as people came into this holy place, they would experience the presence of God like they were before. And so it was just an amazing time. And... And then as we left, this is outside there, and we just worshipped outside, and people would gather, and we began to speak to them about the love of God, and it was just, just a powerful day. So this is a picture of us, um, service in uh, Fiumicino, just right before we're praying. <laughs> this is a young guy at the youth event in Fiumicino. He wants to be a DJ. And uh, anyway, we, we just connected. Great kid. All right. So this, I, th- I think I didn't have any pictures of Viareggio. Um, this is Luca. So my probably favorite city in Italy, but I'm partial because it's where my grandfather was born. And what was awesome, I'll show you that it's coming up. Just beautiful old streets. I mean, everything is like untouched. It's surrounded by... A wall, like an ancient wall that's, I don't know, 20 yards thick. And you can actually um, ride a bike around the top of it. And there's trails up on top. It's, it's amazing. It goes around the entire city. And so there's no cars in the middle of it either. So you just walk everywhere. It's amazing. But this, I tracked down because of having Italian friends. They helped me track down my grandfather's birth certificate original, the original handwritten one in Italian, and it actually showed the exact street that he was born. And this was the street. So so he was born in one of those windows up there. I don't know. But that's where my grandfather was born. It's powerful for me anyway. So once again, the video did, or the, 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 sound, the sound didn't transfer, but before we went into the city, we went to this, um, through this process of ministering to Italy, I've tracked down cousins, so blood relatives in Italy. They actually showed up at a service years ago, and we actually made the familial connection. And um, they invited us to come and worship in their church, which is ultra-conservative Christian church. But, um, but they invited us in, and we just circled up. And we just went after it. And, man, it was just a super powerful time of worship. I'm sure my team can testify. You couldn't hear it, but, man, we were just gone. Um, Loved it. And then as we were heading home that night, this is just a picture of waiting at the train station. You you miss a train, and so you're waiting around for like an hour. Well, it's a great opportunity. And so um, this is a picture of some of our team leading this gentleman to the Lord. I can't tell you how many people just gave their lives to the Lord on the street. Just, uh, it was so powerful. Uh, This is um, our team gathering up before dispersing in uh, Modena, the home of Ferrari. (laughs) And this is just us enjoying a meal, good food in Italy for sure. Uh, Modena, this was one of my favorite services. Just the entire five-fold ministry, I think, was just on full display in this. The pastors afterwards said this service had everything. There was prophecy. There was healing. There, the worship was, there was intercession. It was, it was just dynamic. And this is, you need to see the pure joy of um, one of my worship leaders just going after it. 
and me speaking, and me just receiving while one of my teammates spoke. It was just a powerful word that she brought. And this is, um, then we went up to Osti, and this is in the church in Osti. My friend Josh is bringing it. This is our team after uh, the service in Turin. And you see, there's actually a group of people off to the like top left, and they're just a group of Italians that were like, please take a picture with us. Please take pictures. <laughs> That's it. All right, that's it. That's what I got. It was an amazing trip. So awesome. So, so we went to Germany, as I mentioned before, um, and uh, it was a, a really significant trip for me personally. They're always all all significant trips, but. This was a bit special uh, for a few different reasons. Um, and now, like I've done other trips where um, the focus is much more um, uh, evangelistic. You know, we've been down to uh, Mexico where we do like a, a crusade down Revolution Street. And, and we're, we're out doing a whole lot more evangelism and things like that. This trip to Germany was uh, unique in its focus in that um, we really felt that the Lord was bringing us there to partner with revival that's happening there in Fusen. And, and so I'll show you a few pictures in a minute. But, but the Lord, I, basically Germany had been in my heart for seven years. And, uh, you know, the way Germany got into my heart was by getting to know a German. And that's usually how it happens. Like people, you know what I'm saying? Like people are, people are the point for God. God is after people. And uh, God loves people. And <laughs> he created people so that he could pour out his love on people and that people could know him. And, uh, and so it's not a surprise that sometimes when you just get to know somebody from another nation, sometimes God gives you a heart for that nation. And this is this is what happened for me with Germany. And I, there was a young man named Felix in my very first revival group, my first year as a pastor in BSSM. I'd been a pastor before, but in BSSM. And uh, he was just really hungry. He was hungry for God, had a lot of questions about the outpouring of the Spirit and things like that, but he was very hungry. And so because of that, we spent a lot of time together. He asked a lot of questions. And by the end of that year, I realized... I want to go to Germany. I have a heart to see revival break out in Germany. And God loves Germany. And so, uh, just want, as you do, you know, you hold it before the Lord. You have God ideas. And yet, God has His timing. And so, last year, um, two, of my, uh, two of my interns, we called them then. We call them third-year students now. But two of my interns, Sven and Susie, who are like spiritual children to me, um, we're, we're a part of a, uh, a core team that was going out to plant a school of revival in Germany. And, uh, and so they, there was uh, about 10, 10 of our alumni that for the first time we actually we, we heard what, was, what God had put on their heart. A young man named Johnny, his dad's church is the host for the school. Uh, Johnny's 23 and most of this team are in their 20s. And and, it, and I'll tell you, it is amazing. Um, I went to the vision night for that school um, before before the trip, uh, or I'm sorry, the, the the year before, and just saw the vision. And I was so impressed. I already felt God on this whole thing, but I was so impressed by what they had put together and the vision the Lord had given them. But what sealed the deal was when this young man, Johnny, 23 years old, fiery young evangelist, he's in Pakistan preaching the gospel right now with the team from their school. And, um, and he said, a lot of people ask me why I think I can start a school at my, basically at his age, you know. And, and he said, there's a lot of reasons why I can't. There's one reason why I can, because God has called us to do it. And oh, that was the day I said, "This is it, man! I this is it." He's got the he's got the heart. He, he's got the call and the vision. And and so, off they went. We commissioned them for the first time. 
the, um, the leadership of the school and the church got together, laid hands and said, okay, we see that God has put this in your heart. Now we're commissioning you. We're sending you out to do it. So in their first year, 60 full-time students in their school of ministry. Amazing. And so we took a team of 23, including myself, um, there. And the heart was to pour into the school, to pour into the staff of that school, and to invest in the network of churches that, uh, that hosts that school. So the mother church is about eight churches planted off of it. And so we did a lot of uh, school of ministry and church revival type services where really the, the main point was really... Um, a refreshing of the Holy Spirit, an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, fresh baptisms, and we did see some healings and and uh, and some uh, little bit of deliverance. Somebody got delivered, and and um, that's a good day when people are getting right delivered of demons, saved, healed, filled with the Spirit. That sounds like the gospel to me. And so um, and so here we are at the Reading Airport, our beautiful team. They're all, you're going to see a lot of these faces here in front in a minute. Um, and we're taking off. This is my son, Josh. And this also another special thing about this trip that it was the beginning of a dream come true. For Josh and I, it was our first trip as father and son uh, going out doing a mission trip together. And it's something that God, not only in my heart, but in my son's heart, that we would do ministry together. And uh, he talks about it uh, regularly, and we both do. And so this, Mark, this is amazing. You know, sometimes you speak things out just in passing, desires spring out of your heart. This is something that I said some years back, and it, you just, God hears those things. And here we are. This is at uh, Neuschwanstein Castle. Neuschwanstein. Shakarabasiti. And... Um, uh, so it's a it's a big huge castle. I don't have a great picture of the whole castle. What's going on here? Receive it. Oh, I'm hitting the wrong button. That's right. So there it is. They're redoing the front. This is actually the castle that inspired Walt Disney. Random fact. Um, and uh, we walked inside. We weren't allowed to take any pictures. This king built three castles before he was forty. I know. I'm like I'm 43. I haven't built my first castle yet. So, um, so <laughs> no pressure. No, I'm just, kidding. I'm just kidding. But there it is up on the hill. And um, so this was just a day. That's another castle he built there. And um, and so uh, uh, that was a day out with the team. But one thing you, you get when, you, when you're walking around the areas, you really get a feel of the culture and, and what they, you know, the heart of the, the culture there. Now, check this out. This is in Augsburg called uh, Fuego en Flamme, The Gathering, right, Ruth? How'd I do? I'm getting the perfect from the German. It means fire and flame. There was a gathering here called Fire and Flame at this church. Pastor Andy is the pastor of this church and was allowing his young people, some of them are alumni from, from our school uh, uh, of ministry, and they had it in their heart just to begin to have a gathering for anybody from any church or not from church who is hungry for to see a move of the Holy Spirit. And so they're getting together. They do outreach. They do prophetic training. They worship together. It's awesome. It's revival. But here's one amazing thing. We're in this building here. This is the church. Now, way over here, there's an entire, like, outdoor area. It was for sports and, like, a park. And uh, the students went out and did outreach out there that day um, after uh, some worship and training. But I'm inside this building looking around. And I'm thinking, how old is this building? You know, because they had like the brick in the in the doorways, and, and um, either it's meant to look old or it is old. So I started looking, uh, start talking to the pastor. So here's what he tells me: This building, talk about redemption, okay? This building was built by the Nazis and used by the Nazis. And when the Nazis were defeated and pushed out. Then, and then it was occupied for a while by U.S. troops for about 50 years, I think it was. Then, uh, I guess 50 years was enough time to be this a long time. Anyway, so, yay God, but uh, they, they moved on. The building was empty. The city came to Andy and said, would you like to have your church here? Which is kind of miraculous. And they didn't really even have a grid. The city didn't really even have a grid because they've got like Lutheran church and Catholic church and 
And so this is a free church, but they didn't know what to call it. So they said, your young church. You want to have your young church here? They're, it was like, we know you're not Catholic. We know <laughs> they didn't know what to call it. But God just gave them favor. And so now this city that was built, or this, uh, this building that was built by the Nazis is now being used for revival. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Yay, God. And uh, people are coming to Jesus. People are getting saved. Um, let's see. Uh, so this is the town of Fusin. Some of the same beauty that uh, that you can see in Italy. They, you know, the, um, and as you're walking through, you, you have to keep reminding yourself, like, they didn't do this for tourism. This is just how they do it. It's like, it's amazing. It's like what Disneyland's trying to produce. And um, But uh, all through this area here, um, students went out and outreach um, one day and went through this area uh, just sharing the love of God. Here's us as a team. Look at that beautiful team back there. Come on. Where are you guys at? Woo-hoo. All right. And um, and so this was, I think, a, is that part of the monastery? That's a monastery, an old monastery. Now, there's these monuments around the city. There was this Irish um, this Irish priest who came as a missionary to the area. And they have, uh, like, statues of him, like, slaying a dragon with a big cross. You know, and stuff. But the reason that is, is because if you read about him, St. Magnuson, I think it was, he had an anointing for casting out demons. And so he was, uh, he, he, isn't that amazing? So he really was slaying true dragons, trampling on serpents and scorpions and all the powers of the enemy. And, uh, and so that was the monastery there. There's the, um, Austrian Alps, just a little peak. Okay, now, this is a, uh, a Catholic, it doesn't do it justice, but this is looking up at the ceiling of a Catholic cathedral that we were in. Now, this is in Kempton. We drew up to Kempton one day to join the other uh, Germany team to do outreach treasure hunts in the city of Kempton. Now, the reason I wanted to show you this is because it is beautiful. And actually, there's real gold. Up. Uh, some of that's real gold that you see, not just golden paint. Um, I'd never beheld anything so beautiful like a structure personally. Um, but uh, here's us outside on the steps getting ready and briefing. But the reason I want to show you this is because just to show you, you know, like our view of what's happening in the world has everything to do with the news that we're digesting. And there's so much good thing. I'll tell you, there's, a, there's an awakening on planet Earth that's happening. And you know what? Fox News, CNN... All that. They're just not doing a great job at all of reporting on what's happening in the world. They have a lot of bad news, but there's a lot of good things that are happening. And revival really is breaking out all over the world. And, um, hey, God, it's the truth. And, and it's the truth. And, um, and, and there's a great awakening that's happening. One of the reasons we felt to go to Fussen is because God showed me that there were three hubs for revival in Germany. And that Fussen was one of them. That this is a hub for revival. And there's already evidence. People are already coming all around to receive a fresh touch from God and go to Schule der Weckung, means School of Revival. And, um, and so, but here in Kempton, we were there with this apostolic father. I didn't know until I was having coffee with him for a while. I started finding out. You ever just have coffee with somebody and you figure out like, oh, you... You've been doing stadium events all over the world since you were 20. That's a big deal. So, um, and so, um, we gathered here. He ends up knowing the priest. Now, here's what's amazing. There's a great reconciliation that's happening between Protestants and Catholics. And there's Catholics who are born again and spirit-filled. And, uh, and, and so, Gerhard came and he goes, that's my friend, that young priest. And so, they gathered us up inside this Catholic cathedral. And Gerhard shared how instead of arguing about the differences in their, in their way that they love Jesus and serve the Lord, he said they've gotten together, the pastors and the priests, and they're eating lunch together, they're hanging out together. And the, the only thing they're talking about is they are sharing with one another about what it was like when they heard the call of God in their life and how they answered it. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And he said, every time somebody shares, there's tears and passion and they weep together and they laugh together. This is revival. 
And, uh, and so this is Kempton, the town of Kempton. Um, here, they, this was a powerful moment. It's a video. I don't think it's going to play. Oh, it is playing, but there's no sound. This was in response to a prophetic word that went out in the school about how there's a sound that's rising from Germany and it's going out. And so they responded by getting up and singing in German and letting out a German song. And um, and so I'll just I'll tell you, if the Lord lays on your heart to pray, both for Italy and for Germany, that, you know, uh, God spoke to me not only about the hubs of revival, but that Germany itself there's a great awakening that's sweeping Germany. And, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of shame of the past. There has been with the German people about the effect that, uh, well, Germany, the entire, the country of Germany got the name, even though it wasn't the entire country of Germany. But it was, you know what I'm saying, like the Nazis hijacking. And, and so there's a bit of shame in the country about the, the impact that was had on the world. And the Lord is redeeming it in this time. And, and God really showed me that, um, that Germany is, is beginning to rise with revival and it's going to overflow. Do you feel the presence of God? And that Germany will become a sending nation. And then I believe that the world is going to thank Germany for its effect on the world in the future. Because many, many lovers of Jesus, missionaries, evangelists, revivalists, are being sent out from here. And so this was a special time, even though the video, little video doesn't do it justice, but just believe and receive that moment for yourself. And so at this point, we'd just like to call up our teams. Um, so uh, Germany and Italy teams, come on up, you guys. And we thought what we'd like to do today is have some of them share some of the testimonies about what God did. And so we're going to release them just... Uh, we want to get as many testimonies out as we can. So just if we can, without cutting them short, but just brief, to the point testimonies. Because we believe that as we release the testimony, God wants to do some of it again. And so um, how many would like to see that? And so uh, who wants to start? Testimony? Yeah? I mean, we're all together. So who's burning? Come on, Italy. Josh, you want to start with testimony? Hi guys, I've been here a few times. I've got to go with David a few times now, um, and his wife Shanna, and the two of my good friends. Um, and Josh was my co-leader on this trip. It was awesome, actually. Um, Come on. As you heard, um, we got to travel a lot on this trip, a lot, a lot. Many trains, many buses, many planes. Um, and many cars, like Italian drivers, kind of, if you picture the movie The Italian Job and them sweeping in, it's pretty much what happens. Little fiats, like, you know, spinning around corners. Um, but one of the things that was released, if you saw when you saw that one clip when everybody was kind of worshiping in the town of Luca, and it was like a very, very intimate moment. Um, the prophetic word that was released at that time was that there would be unity in the churches of Italy. And so, wow, that, I just got hugely loud. That's awesome. Um, so over the years, um, just like here in America, churches are set up and people, you know, they have their thing going on. They have their denomination. They have this. But in Italy, it's I mean, it's even stronger. It's like picture like my family, like the. Cap the, the Capulets and the Montagues from Romeo and Juliet, right? It's like, it's like this is my family type thing. And it's not everywhere, but it transcends a lot of culture. A lot of culture. And one of the things that happened without us even knowing, we used to do, we've done big conferences where we've invited tons of different people, tons of churches. What happened in this, in, on this trip was when we would go to a church, there would be normally just one church and maybe 50 people, which is a big church in Italy, but there was a hundred or so people from churches everywhere, like seven churches in one of our services were just packed out in this. And they were actually calling out, what church are you from? What church are you from? What church are you from? So like the prophetic word that was released was the unity of the churches of Italy, which was amazing. And I'm not talking about like everybody agreeing. It's more like a centered around Jesus. And as you heard from David, the preaching of the gospel on this trip was so 
easy. I personally have been praying for months that I would start to lead more people to Jesus. I've seen healings. I've preached the gospel. I've done all these things. But if something was burning in my heart to actually see people come to Christ. And we had many things come up. David and about 10 of our other students got really sick on this trip. And through this time, I was furious. I took a team of our group out on a pier about a mile out in the ocean, and I was, like, calling down fire. I was so furious. Ask them. It was like wind and rain coming in sideways. And after we prayed, it cleared up. Like, no joke. Like, no joke. Like, we were breaking things off in this country. But one of the things that was happening is the more that I would step out personally, and I would like to release this to the church, that there was just a simplicity of preaching the gospel. And I, I mean, I speak Italian, but it was to preach the gospel in Italian is something completely different. And I, I mean, I would just hear God say, tell your testimony. I would hear God say, just invite, ask them if they know Jesus. And the last time, I was the last person on the plane out of Milan because we had a student that needed help to get onto the plane. And I stayed back. I was the last person. And the person that helped us get this student on the plane, after walking them through the, t- the, the airport of Milan, seriously, I said, he said that he believed in a... Uh, What did he say? He said, I believe in good energy and bad energy. And then he asked us why we were there. And I was able to share what we were doing, what we had done. And then then I heard God say, share your testimony. And as I was getting my student on the plane, no kidding, I said, would you like to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? The last person I was on the plane, the last person to get on the plane, I'm putting this, I put my hand on this guy's heart and he's saying the prayer of salvation at the door of the plane. Whoa, come on. There's a grace just to just to share the simple gospel with people, huh? Amazing. Awesome. Who's got a heal, oh, healing testimony? Let's. Yeah. So God's a little bit fun and he knows where you're going and he prepared me. So I went to the healing rooms the weekend before. This is Sarah. Oh, sorry. Hi. <laughs> I get so excited. I just jumped straight in. So. I went to the healing rooms before we went on ministry trip, and I bought a card that had a set of lungs drawn on it, and it had this whole word about God giving someone new lungs. And the first church we went to for a healing meeting, I waited until about halfway through the meeting, and I went, okay, this is a word of knowledge. Lord, you told me to bring this card tonight, and you told me it was a word. So I stood up, and I said, who needs healing for their lungs? I believe God is doing healing. And there were three people who stood up, and I didn't know that one of the pastor's sons was standing up at the back. And... Who is it? Is it someone here? No. Um, one of our team was just sitting down and praying with his mom, actually. And they were just, like, praying for her for disappointment. And they were like, Lord, we pull that healing into now. I didn't know. Three seconds later, I stand up, and I'm like, God's doing healing in lungs. He had a um, lung disease. It was actually, it's terminal, and there's no cure. And um, I got the translator to read the word on the back about God actually giving someone a new set of lungs. And I handed him the card, and I don't know if he was healed that night. We need medical tests. But the people that got touched, there were three people, and he was just crying, and his mom was crying, and it totally brought hope and changed her perspective. So that was pretty cool. I have an actual healing testimony if you want one. So if you, if you need healing in your lungs today, why don't you just uh, raise your hand or stand up if you can, and uh, we're, we'll just begin to receive, and uh, we're going to have people lay hands. We're, we'll have people, wow, okay, thank you, Jesus. You know what? You don't have to wait for somebody to lay hands. The Lord's here to heal. And so we believe the testimony is a word for you. And, uh, and so, uh, wow, so good. And we're going to keep releasing testimonies, and you can receive from the Lord. Yeah, so I actually felt like God wanted me to share that testimony today because he was going to heal lungs. And he brought that to mind this morning on the way here. So if I had the card, I'd give it to you. Um, but, yeah, Father, we just thank you for what you're doing right now. Yeah, and just receive your new set of lungs from heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Cool. Um, The other testimony was the first church that our small team went to, there's a guy who approached me after the service when I said, come up if you need prayer for healing. And he needed prayer for his wrist, his knee, and his heel. So if any of those things are bothering you, take this for you too. Um, We prayed for him, a friend and I first, and his wrist was fine. His knee was still in pain, and the pain that had been in his heel, I think for like 18 years or something, went from a 9 to a 5. 
And then I've, oh, if, if that's you and you have any problems with your wrist, your knee, or your heel, ankle, just stick your hand up. Yay, God. Come on. All right. So this is for you. It's going to heal you today. Um, and I, we prayed for him. And so the heel went from a nine to a five. And I went, okay, Lord, what is it you're doing? Like, how do I partner with you? And so we prayed again. We were praying for all three at once because I was like, let's just get it done. Um, and we knelt down. And as we were praying again, I had my hand on his ankle. And I felt like just to sing a melody. And so I started singing a melody of a song I didn't know. And as soon as I started singing, I heard my voice change. And I knew that the Lord had anointed my voice. And I was like, I'm singing a healing song. This is new. Fun. So I just kept singing away. And then I knew the last little bit of the melody to sing. And then the Lord said, okay, it's done. He's healed. And I was like, all right. So I stopped and I looked at the man. And I was like, how you doing? How's your knee? Like, test it out. And he had a knee and he couldn't, like, stand on one leg and, like, squat like this. And he started testing it out. And, like, he was in shock. He was, like, doing squats for, like, five minutes. He's like, I'm healed. And we just screamed and laughed. Like, it was amazing. So test out your bodies now. If you have pain in your wrist or your knee or your ankle, like test it out. Do something you couldn't do before. Jump up and down. Don't hurt yourself, though. Yeah. And if you're feeling any change, like any increase in healing and decrease in pain, like stick up your hand. I'd love to see you. There's one at the back. Yay, God. Come on. That's amazing. Uh, you're feeling, you're feeling uh, that your pain is decreased in the back? Well, that's amazing. What was it that was hurting? It was your feet. And then about how much percentage would you say it's, it's better at this point? God's healing you. And you couldn't do that before? Thank you, Jesus. Come on. That's amazing. Thank you, Lord. Ah, oh, so we thank you, God, for a hundred percent healing. And you know what? That is a sign that the presence of the Lord is just here to heal. So, you guys, feel the presence of the Lord right now. You know, it's amazing how once you acknowledge what God's doing, like you feel, you you just notice the manifestation of the presence just thickens in the room. And so, God's here to heal today. He's here to touch your shoulder, your neck, whatever it is. So, actually, just begin to test it out as the testimonies are going forward. Um, well, let's have one more healing testimony. Come on, Melissa. You can. Come on, girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I lean against this? Okay. Hi. I'm Melissa. And I actually got to see God heal in a new and unique way in regards to word of, word of knowledge. And I didn't realize that I actually had put God in a box, thinking the only way someone to be healed is you have a word of knowledge you come up on the front release it and they're healed but God showed me a different way he had showed me right shoulder pain and someone had called neck pain and I went to lay hands on someone who raised their hand they had neck pain and she mentioned to me that she also had right shoulder pain um, for two months and so I ended up praying for her I think like twice and she ended up being completely healed which was amazing. And then she right shoulder and neck pain that she had had for two months. And she was instantly healed and just encountering God like crazy. And so I uh, moved to the front and then to... Sh- can, I just, can I just say, I actually just said shoulder and neck. Did you guys notice that? I didn't put it together until just now. And then Melissa came up and released his testimony. That's for somebody. Who's got shoulder and neck pain? Okay, right here. Father, we thank you for that. Mm. Oh, should I Okay, I'm just going to finish this first and then pray. So, okay, so then I was like directed to the front. Whoa, yeah, I went to the front and then I was, sorry, directed to someone else who had right shoulder pain, which was crazy. For 20 years, um, it was like intermittent, but the past seven years, it was chronic. And I, she had surgery and a metal put in her shoulder, and they had the metal actually taken out because she was still having issues. And so I prayed for her, and I actually felt her shoulder clicking. 
And then the translator said, her shoulder's clicking. And I was like, and I felt like that was from God. And I asked if that was new. And she's like, yeah, that was new. And I think I prayed one more time. And I knew there was just something in me. I knew she was healed. And she tested it out and was healed 100%. Which was, yeah. So, yeah, God just showed me, like, there's no formula. There's, like, boxes, you know, we may put them in. And he just, like, blew that, yeah, out of my mind. And so, yeah, I guess anyone who has right shoulder pain or shoulder pain, if you can stand up. If you're around them, why don't you go ahead and just lay your hands on them? We're just going to go after that. So, yeah, we just release the healing presence of God. I just command all the pain to leave right now. I just release fire. Yeah, shoulder, just align with heaven. I release the testimonies in Germany of the two women that were healed. And I just say, be healed in Jesus' name. Yeah. Yeah, maybe like just test it out if you can. See. Does anyone feel any change if you do at all? Maybe just wave your hand. Yeah? Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Over there, too. Yes. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. Yeah, we just command all the shoulders. Yeah, just complete healing. Yeah, just command angels to come and minister to them right now. Yeah, I just feel like for some of you, um, yeah, like God's God's working on it right now. And by the time actually you leave the building, you're going to be completely healed. So. Come on. Wow. Okay. So, hi, I'm Rachel. Hi. Um, So, I didn't... So on the same meeting that Sarah was talking about when she saw the shoulder, knee, and, and heel get healed, um, I actually didn't have a word of knowledge, but I had someone come up to me and ask me to pray for her back. Um, she had some pretty severe lower back pain that she'd had for a long time, and it had come from like a knee injury. Um, so if anybody has lower back pain, that's because your leg got messed up. I think it was in an accident. And so it had actually messed up the alignment in her, like, hips and in her back. And so she had pretty severe back pain. Um, So anyway, this is for you. Then take it. But um, I went up to her. She came up to me and said, hey, can you pray for me? And, of course, I said, I'd love to. And, um, yeah, I just started praying. And, honestly, I haven't seen many healings. Um, And it's something that I'm not going to say it's a thing of shame, but I'm in a ministry school, and so there are times where it's been kind of hard. It's been like, I've gone after it, I've prayed for it, and I've had so many words about having, like, a gift for healing on my life, and to not be able to see it, sometimes it's really hard to push past the disappointment, especially when you feel so invested in the people. You're like, I want you to be healed, not because I want to be validated, but because I want you to be free. And um, 
So the Lord just put in me like just a lot of compassion for that. And um, so this lady, I was just praying for her. And she's the most, probably the most joyful lady in the room. She's so beautiful, so joyful. And um, I just started praying for her. And um, it wasn't like an immediate thing. It was like step by step. She would say, well, you know, I think it's feeling a little bit better. It was probably like a seven or an eight before. And I think it's about a five now. And I said, great, he's doing something. We're going to keep going after it. So we pray again. And and then she's like, okay, I think it's like a four now. I'm like, that's amazing. He's doing something. We're going to keep going after it. And so we were just persistent. And um, I've also had a lot of words of singing over people and that they would be healed. And so um, I was like, not really loud, but kind of like behind her, like praying for her back, just like quietly just singing over her back. And um, it was a step of faith for me because I don't, for some reason, there's a, something scary about that in my head. And so we just kept going after it. And her back pain went from being a seven to being a zero. And it was amazing. Yeah, so good. Yeah. yeah, so if anybody has back pain, I think God wants to heal you today. So if you can stand up, if you have back pain. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Okay, I guess I'm going to sing over you. Come on. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys can go gather around them, anyone with back pain. Jesus. Hmm. didn't do anything wrong. Get ready for what he has for you. You didn't do anything wrong. It's not about what you do anyway. It's all about what he did for you. Nothing and no one can stand in his way, in the way of the love he has for you. You are righteous, you are justified, and healing flows from his wings. So let him flap his wings. Over you today. Spirit move. Spirit come. Break off the boxes we placed you in. Release a fresh, release a new. Something we've never seen before. Healing is yours. Healing is yours. <laughs> and the simplest words that I can say are Jesus loves you today. Jesus loves you today. And that's all it takes. That's all it takes. Jesus. Yeah, can we try those? How are your backs? <laughs> Test it out. So we got a celebration going on. What's going on? You can, can, you can move his back without pain. Come on. Yeah, God. Come on. Jesus. Jesus. Hi. My name's Thomas. 
And you notice I wear my name tag. At my age, I may forget. (laughs) I've had the honor of traveling with some really tremendous young revivalists, and it's been an exciting time. And uh, we've had a lot of opportunities to just laugh and sing and pray together and really touch a lot of lives. There was a young man in the school, probably not so young compared to the rest of the students, maybe in his mid-30s, perhaps 40. And I, I looked at him as the, on the first day, and the Lord said, he's struggling with a lot of guilt and condemnation and stuff from his past. And so I, uh, when my, my turn came, I, I gave him a word, said, you, your old man is dead. Uh, in German, I said, your alte man is, is gestorben. There is tot. I said, your old man is dead. Stop trying to entertain him or talk to him or let that, all that guilt and stuff from your past come up. Kind of left it at that. On the last day, he gave his testimony that on, through that word, he was able to actually get rid of all the guilt from cocaine and alcohol and pornography, all the things he had, he had given up six years prior when he got saved, but he was still carrying all the guilt and the trash from it. So he was, I was blessed when he was able to uh, uh, lay that down. Um, yeah, so um, while we were in Italy, uh, we had a lot of chances to minister to people and um, one of the things that I got to see was uh, shame get broken off, um, which was really cool for me just because that's something that I've struggled with in the past. So I was just able to take my testimony and see other people get freedom from it because he does it again. <laughs> um, and there was one girl in particular that came up, um, and you could just tell when she came up that she was just nervous, um, and you could just see just the guilt on her um, and I think over some things in her past. Um, and so me and Ashley, one of the other girls that we ministered with, um, just were able to release life and just speak truth over her. And um, we were just able to see her encounter the love and the freedom of God. Um, and you could just tell when we were done, um, she was just able to hear from the Lord and um, hear truth about herself from the Lord. Um, and her countenance was totally changed, and her face was just totally lit up. So today, in a, in a few minutes, we're going to just open it up to a general time of ministry. And, and the team here just wants to pray for as many people that would like a fresh touch from the Lord or healing in your body. Um, whatever it may be, whatever you want prayer for, we want to agree with you in prayer today. And uh, God's already touching people. So, um, and, uh, so we're, but, and so I say that to say that if you've got shame or guilt and you're, and you're like, you know what, you don't have to stand up right now and, and say that, but you can come forward and say, you know what, that, that's me. I, I've been believing some lies about myself and I've been carrying some shame and I'm done with it. And you can walk out of here today shame free. And, uh, amen. So that's good news. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, just, sorry. just about shame this morning, um, before, before we came, I actually was getting the number just like 10 years. Like you actually, you, you're carrying shame from 10 years ago and you actually have been living like this amazing life, but it's like kind of like a religious, like you're working your way, like trying to do better. And I feel like you're just exhausted. And I feel, I don't know if that is for anybody in here, but this, there's something about just 10 years. Like God is so proud of you. You don't, you can just let it go. <laughs> like it's time to let it go and walk in freedom. Like there's nothing to be like God paid it on the cross. And I just was getting that there was something about just significantly 10 years ago you're carrying shame from that like just 10 years ago if that's if you need if is that anyone (laughs) 10 years ago is that date yeah yeah god wants to set you free he's so proud of you yeah 10 years wow come on god yeah you're free whom the sun sets free is free indeed you don't need to work for his love you're set free Today's a new day. You're going to walk out of here different. You're not going to carry that shame anymore. You are free. You are so free. Way to go. So Thomas is going to release something right now. And then, uh, and then if 
at that point, if we could just have some uh, music being played and we're going to hang out here. We'll be here as long as anybody wants prayer. And um, and who knows, some, you might even get a prophetic word from the Lord. You never know what will happen when you come. And, and so uh, God wants to speak and touch and, and encourage today. So Thomas, why don't you just release that and lead us into that time. All right. Uh, what Brandon is talking about is about 15 years ago, I was blessed um, by give, God gave me an anointing to carry glory. Um, and I simply put my hands together and ask you to put your hands together. And I pour uh, into your hands and, um, yeah, people receive. And um, some receive laughter, some receive tears, some don't receive anything at all. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's up to God what happens. But um, um, we've had a lot of fun with, with this team and they've all received a lot and, uh, and they're all carrying it. Uh, they're all they're all walking in that anointing. So if you want to um, receive today, um, we're just going to have them come forward. Is that right? Or, or wait in the go get them. Or <laughs> yeah. okay, we're just going to come get you. Or you can come forward too if you've got a specific prayer you're looking for. So um, just stay where you're at, team. Let's go get them. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we really want to just begin to minister to anybody. <laughs> People are ready with their hands out. Yeah. So, Holy Spirit, we just thank you for what you're doing. Woo. <laughs> A refreshing today. And and um, God, we just thank you for, for hope and for joy released today. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. <laughs> So if you need to go, um, bless you guys. Thanks, uh, thanks for coming today, and and bless your afternoon. Maybe bless you go. Um, we're going to continue to minister, so we'll be here as long as as long as you are, and uh, and we're going to spend some time here. So uh, please come forward. And uh, Kate, you had a word to release. There's a so uh, you can come on up. There's. A, And uh, and and as you're released, there's a couple words of knowledge that are going to co- go out right now. So if it applies to you, I want you to come up and receive prayer. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to release the word of knowledge. Um, if it's you, I got the name Martha or Mary on October 8th. Um, I feel like they're wearing a pink shirt. I'm not sure if that's going to be in there. Um, and I feel like it's something about a new hip. <laughs> New hip. God wants to give you new hip. And, it, and he just was saying, if you're running dry, he wants to fill you up. God wants to fill you up. And he said, all who are thirsty, come to me and drink. And then I also got the name Bobby, um, a sports injury, shoulder. So like a hip injury and shoulder. So that's you. Is there a Bobby? Or if there's a Bobby, a, a Mary or a Martha in here. Is there a Bobby who's traveling? Does he? Is he pretty athletic? I had... I have the image of like a white and blue jumpsuit, <laughs> athletic suit. He's in Hawaii. Okay. Blue and white. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, because I got the name Bobby, and it was blue white athletic clothes, but it was a sports injury in his shoulder. So, yeah, if he has any issues with his shoulders when he gets back, you pray for him. Just know God wants to heal him. Um, so I got the name Elena. So if there's an Elena in here, I'd love to pray for you. I feel like God is releasing provision over your life, supernatural provision. Eleanor, Elena, Ellen. Um, I also release the healing lungs. If there's an Anna or an Anna, um, okay, that'd be good. I'd love to pray for her. God's doing something prophetically. That's all I got.
Uh, Melissa was just feeling that uh, there, there are some people who may have just little things on your mind that are just getting to you, you know, kind of consuming your thoughts, stealing your peace. And, and she said she just saw the hand of God coming and just washing that away, wiping that away today. So receive that. That's a word for you. And um, if that applies to you, just receive it. Also, please come forward and just receive prayer today.